Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, with another fantastic interview. I'm getting ready to interview somebody that I've interviewed, I think, twice before in the seven to nine years that I've been doing these type of interviews. Um, Dan Janelle is a good friend of mine, and um, we are mutual clients of uh, a mutual friend. We'll leave that all uh, intriguing out there. Let me um, tell you who Dan is. Dan Janelle has written more than a dozen books to help businesses with their brands, including his newest book, Write Your Book in a Flash. He works with thought leaders and business owners as a business coach, developmental editor, and ghostwriter. As an award-winning daily newspaper reporter and business newspaper editor, he interviewed President Gerald Ford and First Lady Barbara Bush. He was on the PR team that launched AOL. <clears throat> For you youngsters, that was one of the first internet companies. <laughs> As a publicity and marketing expert, he has helped more than 10,000 offers and, ex- and experts build their platforms with his highly regarded PR leads and guaranteed press release services. That's how Dan and I first met. He's one of the legendary um, entrepreneurs in the whole PR space. H- how you doing, Dan? Doing great. Thanks, Captain Jim. Great to see you. Uh, welcome aboard. Thanks for having me on your boat. <laughs> I think it's been, um, I've interviewed you at least twice, and I think the last time was a good three years ago. So um, it's great to catch up with you now. For everybody who's... Um, new to the party, so to speak, you really, I know you wrote one of the very first books on internet marketing, and then you really created an amazing success for yourself with PR leads. You want to give, fill in the, fill in just a few holes for, for folks. Sure. Uh, I was on the PR team that launched America Online. So when the internet came along, it was like, hey, wait a second, we're having a hard time getting all, any publicity for America Online, but this internet thing is on the front page of every newspaper. What's going on here? Because there is no internet company. There was no internet board of directors. There, there is no president of the internet. But uh, somehow they're getting all this publicity. So I realized this was organic growth. This was a movement. This was something big and I was going to jump on it. And I wrote literally one of the first books about marketing on the internet. And that led to literally speaking around the world from Beijing to Budapest. My books were uh, translated to six languages. Uh, I taught internet marketing at Berkeley and Stanford. And one thing always leads to another. Um, so I basically uh, started another business where we put reporters in touch with experts and we disrupted the entire publicity industry <laughs> that way. And uh, it turned out to help a lot of people get a lot of publicity in a lot of uh, major magazines and newspapers. And uh, I did pretty well on that too. And just like anyone else, uh, everyone has competition. We had the field to ourselves for a number of years and then competitors came in. You might know a company called Harrow. Uh, same basic idea. We, we're still doing it and we're still helping people with that same business model of providing superior customer service as well as phenomenal introductions to reporters. So one thing leads to another. You know, I've always written books and uh, I uh, wrote my uh, 13th book. It just came out a couple of weeks ago. And so I thought, what am I going to write a book about? What do I know about? I said, well, 
I know how to write books. I know how to write a book. So I'll write a book <laughs> about how to write a book. It's sort of like that Seinfeld episode where Kramer does a coffee table book about coffee table books. Oh, that's so, funny. Cool. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I've had a lot of fun writing this. And it, it's getting great reviews on Amazon. And it really, really does work. So if you're a thought leader and you want to write a book and you think a book is going to help you get to the next level, if you follow the steps of my book, it's really as easy as filling in the blanks, or as I say in, in the subtitle, um, the paint-by-numbers system to write your book, the book of your dreams in a flash. So if you remember back when you were a kid, you had this paint-by-numbers system. You know, this, your mother would get you this, uh, the, this kit to keep you busy on rainy yeah. day. Yeah. And uh, you see this picture of this barn and cows, but they weren't filled in. They were just outlines. And, and the cow had this number 16 on part of its head and, you know, number 15 on part of its body. And you see 16 is black and 15 is white. So you take your crayon and you're painting, just start painting in there. Before you know it, you have a cow and you have number three and that's, a, that's red and that's your barn. And you have four and that's white and that's a trim for the barn. And a couple hours later, you have filled in the blanks and you have a pretty nice looking picture. Um, and it's the same thing with a book. If you have an outline, a deep outline, you can write your book in a flash. And my book shows you exactly how to do it. I think that's awesome. So first of all, you being an entrepreneur, you can't sit still. I know you did really well with the PR leads company, but you can't sit still. And as you said, you've written a lot of books before. So, you know, Dan, and first of all, I think you said, a couple of minutes ago, if you think a book will help you, let's just dispel that myth. A book will help you. <laughs> I mean, an entrepreneur, thought leader, doesn't matter. If you're looking to get publicity, um, to get known, to help become, you know, the go-to person in some niche or something, a book is, is a must. So, yeah, let's, let's, let's make that known. Um, so when did, when did you, tell me about the new business. Um, first of all, I want to tell people that, yeah, PR leads still exist, right? And um, you've helped me. I think when I launched my book, Stop Waiting and Decide, I think two times I've used you. And um, you really get people out in front of a large audience. Um, so tell me about the book thing. How, tell me how you're working with people. Sure. Well, you know, I look at the book as really an extension of publicity because it's all about how do you get your name out there? How do you get your name known? How do you build your platform? And one way is with publicity and one way is with press releases and one way is with writing a book because you're absolutely right. Every thought leader, every entrepreneur needs a book because the book makes you stand out from everyone else. Because Let's face it. Let's say you're a lawyer. Everyone went to law school. Everyone passed the bar. How do you stand out? Well, you're the one who's written a book. Everyone who's a realtor, you've all passed the state boards and licensing and whatever. How do you stand out? You're the one who has the book. And not only can you give the book to someone at a networking meeting or a new business meeting or whatever, um, but the book, no one throws a book out. They, it, it sits on people's bookshelves forever. So they may not need you today, but they may need you in three years. And when they do, they're going to think, hey, there was a guy who who did something that I needed, and uh, what was his name? I don't remember, but he, he wrote a book. Let me look at my bookshelf. Oh, oh, there it is. There's Dan's book. That's it. That's him. Let me, let me call him. Let me send an email. Uh, let's do business together. So the book stands as a silent salesperson to help you today to stand out for the crowd and tomorrow to be there when your client is ready to hire you. So there, there's no better marketing tool, really, than a book to establish your authority and have long-standing relationships with clients 
and prospects. So you, as you said, you wrote your first book. It was on internet marketing way, way back in 1994. That book was really instrumental in helping you position yourself, right, as an internet marketer and, and a PR expert. Exactly. And my story is no different than hundreds or thousands of other people. People see the book, they pick up the phone, they call you and they say, hey, can you speak at our conference? Or they call you and say, hey, can you solve our problem? Can we pay you for consulting? Can you do, can you do work for us? Because the book really makes you stand out. And that, that, that really, and, and, and also you can, you can raise your fees. I mean, I remember a client of mine, he, he, he wrote a book and it made all the difference in the world because meeting planners used to negotiate with him because he was a motivational speaker and there are a lot of motivational speakers out there. So they'd say, well, we want you to speak, but instead of giving you this much money, we want to give you half as much money. And he would say, well, I want more. And he said, well, we can call someone else. He said, well, I'll take it. Well, when his book came out, suddenly he was in a stronger position and they'd say, well, what's your fee? And he'd say X and he'd say, okay, uh, we'll pay it. <laughs> so there's no more negotiation because mm. he was the one who had the book. So it can make all the difference in making you stand out and getting a professional fee and raising your fees and getting paid. When do you think, um, if somebody's new to business or they've been in business a long time, like what is the, I, I know it's kind of like the answer when you plant a tree 20 years ago or today, but <laughs> when should somebody, cause in, you know, Dan, I, I teach a lot of, I call the million dollar platform. There's about a gazillion things you should be doing a little bit of everything, but where does a book fit in, 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 in your world? Like how soon should somebody be getting their book done? Well, you, I love, I love the tree analogy. Uh, let's make it easy for everyone. If you've been publishing a blog for a year or two, you probably already have a book inside you and you don't even realize it because you can take all those blog posts. And if you're consistent, now remember I said a year or two, so you have 50 or a hundred blog posts. You can easily turn that into a book because here's the secret about books today. People don't want to read a 300 page book. They don't want to read the entire encyclopedia about everything in your topic. They want to get on a plane in New York, pick up a book that they can lift without throwing their back out. And by the time they land in Los Angeles, they want to be done with your book. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? yep. That's true. So we're talking about 20,000 words. We're talking about 120 pages. We're talking about a book that does not look intimidating, a book that your prospect can say, I can get through this. You know, I was at a conference a few weeks ago and the, uh, the speaker was one of the legendary customer service speakers. And he gave his book out to everyone before the, uh, his talk. And I picked the book up and it looked like something you'd find in a stationary store. It was, uh, it was smaller than an average book. Uh, by size. It wasn't six by nine. It was a lot smaller than that. And instead of having 200 pages, it had maybe 80 pages. So it almost looked like a Dr. Seuss book, to tell you the truth. Well, mm -hmm. he gave a great talk. He was funny. He was wonderful. He was at one of the best speakers I've ever heard. He took questions. And I raised my hand. And I said, thank you very much for your book. It's, it's insightful. It's interesting. And it's really, really small. <laughs> and I, and you know, because I said, you know, tongue in cheek and kind of fun to, to have fun with them. But I said, is this the future of book publishing? Are we talking about writing a book that is 68 pages and small and just has anecdotes and cartoons and short stories and nice pictures? And he said, without a doubt because his book was geared toward the customer service frontline people. 
These are not people who want to know about the deep theories of customer service and see statistical analyses and surveys and charts and other things. They just want to know what to say when a customer says, hey, you sent me the wrong thing and I want my money back. <laughs> you know? Yeah, my goodness. Exactly the right book written for the right audience. So think about it. Look through all your blog posts and you very well may have a book that's already there. You just need to hire someone to edit it, to bring it into balance. And one of my great skills, one of my clients told me is that I bring order out of chaos. So I can see a mess and figure out, okay, these are all dealing with topic A. These are all dealing with topic B. So this is chapter A. This is chapter two. This is chapter three. And before you know it, you have a nice, easy book that is easy to read and positions you as the authority in the field. So you may have a book and not even know it. Yeah. So what do you, how do you figure out who the target, what, like what the targeted audience wants to read? I think most people, and whether you're, whether, you know, we and I are talking about books, which we are, or um, whether, you know, people are thinking about creating a course or creating a new speech. A lot of people think, well, this is what I want to talk about, but how do you figure out what your audience wants to read? Well, listen to your audience. The marketplace is never, ever wrong. And there are a million ways to ask your audience what's, what, what, what they want to know about. Because the only reason someone will buy a book is to solve their problem. Not to boost your ego, not to help you get to the Amazon top uh, seller list or the bestseller list. It's to solve a problem. So you need to find out what their problems are. And chances are you already do because you're in business and you're solving people's problems all the time. So just make a list of what the, the top 10 problems are. Now you have 10 chapters. Now go deep into those 10 problems and say, what are the frequently asked questions that people have about this? What do people need to know about this? You know, the frequently asked questions and the should ask questions. Now you have 20 points of information for each chapter. Now you have the, an outline for a book. And it's all based on what your clients and your prospects are telling you. So um, you can ask them, you can put a survey up on, on Facebook or Twitter or in your e-zine or on your website. You could go to sites like Quora and say, what are the problems people have with, and then type in your industry, and you may find a whole bunch of questions and answers that other, other people have asked and say, hey, that's pretty interesting. And the cool thing about Quora is that it'll tell you how many views each question has had. So if something has five answers or five views, you say, well, I guess people really don't care about this. If something has 1.5 million views, you say, wow, here's a topic that I didn't even realize uh, was so important, but people obviously do, and I know the answer to this, so I can write a chapter on this, so I can base my book around this topic. So it, it, it's all out there. Um, this does not require lots of money or energy or, or uh, investment of time to do. The answers are out there. Just, just look. I like how you said um, books don't have to be, you know, the war and peace. But um, I think when I wrote my first book, it was close to 200 pages. But my last book was around 120. And I think people are, you know, we always know people are short on time. And, and you need to, you know, you need to write as much as you need to write to get your message across. And don't feel like, well, crap, I'm 60 pages light, right? I mean, that seems to be the trend these days. It really is. And, and a lot of people are buying books on Kindle. In fact, if I told you uh, the sales of my book numbers were about 90% uh, to 10% skewed in one way, and if you had to guess whether it be books or Kindle books, which, you, which way do you think it would go? Which, which way are people buying books? Is it hardcover or is it uh, electronic? Well, most people are getting the Kindles. That's what I figured out. The Kindles and the number of audiobooks, I think, is going up dramatically. 
Exactly. You're 100% right. More people are buying the Kindle books uh, than the paperback books. Now, when I go to a conference or something or a networking meeting, I want that paperback book to be with me and I can give it out as a big business card and people can look at it and hold it and say, wow, you're impressive. That's great. But when it comes to sales, people are buying Kindle books. And when you pick up a Kindle book, you have absolutely no idea how many pages it has. Uh, you just have these little placeholders and number of words and how much time it's going to take to finish the book or a chapter. Uh, but it's not like the old days where you're picking up something and it's like, hey, this is uh, uh, Herman Melville's uh, Moby Dick. It, it's, it's, it weighs five pounds. I'm never going to get through this. I have to spend a whole month reading this book uh, as opposed to getting a copy on Kindle and say, I have no idea how long it is, but uh, when I'm done, I'm done. I just want my question answered. I want my problem solved. And if it takes 40 pages to do it, then do it. I've seen Kindle books that are 20 pages long and were worth every penny I paid for it. That's the other great thing about Kindle books. They are, they are pennies, about $3.99, $2.99, $0.99. Uh, they're cheap but they get your name out there and you can have forms in there. So it becomes a salesperson for you. So they can say, if you like this book, check out our other books or click here. Maybe I can uh, set up a time to talk with you and consult with you. Or maybe you want to buy my home study course that uh, goes into these uh, issues in depth and you can solve the problems by yourself or work with me. So you have the do it, do it yourself version. You have the consulting version. Uh, you might be selling seminars and, and conferences in, in person. You might want to add them to, the, to your mailing list. So you build your platform for all new projects in the future. So the book really has a number of ways to uh, not just be a book, but to be a marketing machine for you to grow your business. Right before we went live, you were mentioning, I think you said something about a secret that authors don't want you to know about. What were you referring to there? Well, that is the fact that a lot of best-selling books are not written by the person whose name is on the cover. Those books are written uh -huh. by ghostwriters. And ghostwriters are people who collaborate with the thought leader because the thought leader doesn't have enough time to write a book or they're afraid to write a book or their third grade teacher told them they don't know how to write and they've carried that around on their back forever. Or frankly, they make more money doing whatever they're doing and they can't take time out to write. I mean, if you're selling real estate and you're selling million dollar homes, why would you want to write a book, uh, take the time to write a book? But the book would help you, of course, but you don't have the time to write it. Uh, I'm working now with uh, the president of a, uh, of a company and he's giving me a couple of hours of his time to interview him so I can write the book. Meanwhile, he's out getting venture capital, you know, the tens, and tens of millions of dollars. His time is very, very valuable. He doesn't have time to proofread a book uh, or to write a book. So that's where I come in. And there are lots of people like me as well. Because if you want to hire a ghostwriter, here's the secret of hiring a ghostwriter. You want to hire someone who's not only very good at what they do, but they really need to know or have an interest in your subject. So I don't have kids, so I would never write a book about parenting, uh, but books about personal finance and real estate. Well, I was the business editor of a newspaper. I know about those topics, communications, advertising, public relations, direct mail copywriting. I do all those things, so it's a natural fit. And there are other areas that I know about as well. And the same for you. If you're writing a memoir, you want to work with someone who knows how to write memoirs. If you're writing a travel book, then you want to know someone who, who can write travel books. So look for a good fit on subject and then look for a good fit on personality. Because let's face it, if you're a type A personality and you're 
uh, your ghostwriter is kind of like laid back, that may not be a good fit or vice versa. <laughs> so, so uh, have a conversation, see if it fits because it's like buying a pair of shoes. If they don't fit the first day, it's not going to feel any better the second day. And by the third day, you're going to hate each other. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> what do you, you know, you've, you've written, as I said, um, dozens of books and you're now helping other people. What do you think of some of the biggest mistakes you see people that kind of just try and tackle it on their own just to tick it off the, the list of being done? Well, the first thing is that if they don't have a, uh, an outline, they're, they're gonna, it's going to take them seven times longer to write the book if they finish it at all. If you have an outline, like we talked about at the beginning, it's going to be very structured, very easy to just sit down and say, I feel like writing chapter five today, or I feel like writing chapter three today. See, you don't have to write them in order. You can write them whenever you feel the mood. So you may have a great affinity for writing about, you know, uh, how to... Um, how to prospect or how to find a house or how to close a deal or whatever it is. And you say, I can write this in no time at all. And maybe you start there and not other, another day you write about something more difficult. So that's one way to do it. Um, the other uh, uh, problems I think people have is that there's a lot of negative talk, a lot of negative self-talk that people have that say, well, I can't write. My third grade teacher told me I couldn't write. Well, there's a little exercise I have in the book. Uh, in fact, you can get a whole, the, I'm making that whole chapter available for free. If you go to my website, writeyourbookinaflash.com, you can download the entire chapter on how to overcome the limiting beliefs that are stopping you from writing your book. I've identified maybe a dozen uh, different limiting beliefs, you know, for everything from your third grade teacher. Uh, hey, maybe she was wrong. You know, maybe you're not the same person you were in third grade. Maybe you learned something along the way. You're not the kid you were back then. To other things like I'm not smart enough, because so a lot of people have what we call the imposter syndrome. And the smartest and biggest and best people in the world all suffer from the imposter syndrome. But there's a, an exercise that people can do that basically say you can defeat these, uh, these negative thoughts by replacing them by, by telling yourselves when you were successful. And if you do that enough, you point enough reasons to say, I am successful, I have done this, you will defeat the imposter syndrome. And I have this all laid out in that chapter. And again, it is for free at writeyourbookinaflash.com. And I, I, I urge everyone to get that book because that's my contribution to the world to basically say, you know, you can write your book. You know, frankly, I can't work with everyone. Yeah, there's enough time in the day. But this is the way I can help a lot of people uh, help their clients and help make the world a better place. So read that chapter. Very cool. Last question I have for you. How important is it for somebody who's going to write their own book to work with, a, with an experienced editor? Oh, it is essential. It is essential because you don't know your own mistakes. Uh, in fact, when I wrote my book, I really liked my book, but I didn't work with a developmental editor. Uh, in fact, I didn't, I didn't even really know what a developmental editor was until I started writing my book and I included a little chapter on that. I said, that's pretty cool. But at no point did I say, maybe I should get one. And a developmental editor is sort of like a big brother that looks over your shoulder and say, hey, uh, you didn't write about this. Or, hey, uh, maybe you want to include uh, another story here or, or whatever. You know, They see what you don't what you left out. They see what you missed. They see your mistakes. And I'm working with a number of people now as their developmental editor. And I tell you, it is the most rewarding work I've ever done. Let me give you a couple of examples. Uh, I was working with one guy who's writing a book about communications and he had all the theory and all the background in there that made it a real, you know, solid book to position him as a thought leader, but it was kind of dry. Um, so I said, you know, Alan, we need a couple of stories in here. And he says, well, I really don't like to tell stories. And I use an old NLP trick. And I said, well, if you 
did like to tell stories, what would a story you would tell about a time when you mentored someone? And he told the story about, this is an amazing story, I have permission to tell it. He was the head of publicity for a company called Scholastic Books. Scholastic Books published a, a series of books about this guy named Harry Potter. Yeah, he was in charge of the Harry Potter publicity. And he mentored <laughs> a woman who became J.R. Rowling's best friend. <laughs> and he talked about how he helped her because she had no confidence and blah, blah, blah. This was a great story that went on for six or seven pages. I said, Alan, this is gold. It became the first chapter in his book. It set him up as an expert. It set him up as someone I, uh, who I want to know, like, and trust. It set him up as, you know, not the hero because the woman was the hero, which is another storytelling technique, but he enabled her to fulfill her dreams and go on to a life that she could never really imagine uh, before. And it's a wonderful, wonderful story. So I pulled that out of him and I, I felt really good about that. Uh, There's another story. Um, a woman wrote a book uh, for nurses about how to use improv in the hospital to improve communications. And she used uh, an example. She said, here's an example of a, of a script where the doctor and the nurse clearly are not communicating. And it was horrible. Uh, it proved the point. Then she said, okay, if you use this improv technique, you will improve communications. And she let it go with that. And I said, wouldn't it be a good idea to show a sample script of a good conversation so people can use that as a reference point and see that your technique works? And she said, oh, I hadn't thought about that. You're right. <laughs> so oh being, being a former newspaper editor and reporter, I see that. I see where people have buried their gold in chapter three in a little story. And I, and I read it and I say, wait a second, this is your signature story. This should be the front, uh, the first chapter of your book. <laughs> you know? um, exactly. So, so you can't see that. That's where another set of eyes come in. And that's where I can really, really help people. Awesome. Hey, Dan, it's been a lot of fun. What's a, what's a website? I know you mentioned um, one. Is that the one you want to mention again? Or is that, is that how people can best uh, get in touch with you? Uh, yes, it is. If you want to brand yourself, get your web, you, you write a book called Write Your Book in a Flash. You get a website called writeyourbookinaflash.com. You create a Facebook group called Write Your Book in a Flash. You get a YouTube channel called Write Your Book in a Flash. And you just name it, <laughs> use that one name consistently throughout everything. And you will build a big brand, my friend. That's awesome. Dan, thanks so much. It was great connecting with you. Thank you so much, Captain Jim. Hey guys, uh, thanks to Captain Dan, uh, not Captain, I don't know if he's a captain or not. I'm, not I'm Captain <laughs> Jim. I'm Captain Jim Palmer. He's just author and helper Dan, <laughs> Dan Janelle. Um, hey, if you haven't yet, connect with me over at the Build Your Dream Business Now Facebook group. That's Build Your Dream Business Now. The handy dandy link to get there is dreambizgroup.com. Until this time next week, another great interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and you take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. <laughs> See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.